is a Quizball Cast, Episode 6A, the 2007 Boston College College Bowl Jam Tournament, Round 1 between the ICT Trash Contingent and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Gerbils. And before we get started with this episode, um, some special rules were in effect for this tournament. The so-called NBA Jam rules made it so that if a team answered three toss-ups in a row without the other team answering a toss-up, that team would be on fire. While on fire, the team had the ability to punt one bonus, wherein they would receive 30 minus the amount of points the other team got on the bonus. The team on fire also received two extra points for each toss-up they answered while on fire, and they had the ability to goaltend the other team's answers, wherein if the other team buzzed in, the on-fire team could blurt out the correct answer before the other team had a chance to answer and the toss-up would go dead. A team would be doused and no longer on fire if the other team answered a toss-up while they were on fire. Anyways, let's get started with round one. Okay. So, toss up one. This villain's hissing, screeching voice may have reminded viewers of another 80s cartoon villain, Cobra Commander. In truth, this is because they had the same voice actor, Chris Lotta. In Transformers, the movie, he finally managed to overthrow his commander, Megatron, and seize control of the Decepticons. But his brief rule was ended when Megatron, now called Galvatron, returned to Cybertron and vaporized him during his coronation. For ten points, name this evil robot, the second in command of the Decepticons, who transformed into a jet fighter. Jeticon. Vipertron. Nope. I'm a girl. <laughs> it's actually Starscream. Uh, I don't think it was in the 3D version. I could have gotten that. If you gave me like five minutes. <laughs> I was kind of around then. Toss up two. In this song, the singer contemplates the idols of youth culture, from publishing zines to raging against machines. Oh shit. Flagpole setup. That's correct. Yeah, damn it. That's the uh, Harvey, Harvey Danger, Danger song. Oh yeah. Damn. Um, Woohoo! Okay. I'm not as old as I feel. We are. They're Damn, I knew I knew that. Too bad we on fire. Alright, bonus number one. These days, Battlestar Galactica is treated as gospel by most nerds. So we'll start the bonuses off by identi- identifying Cylons, those sneaky human lookalikes for 10 points each. A copy of this Cylon originally appeared on Galactica, posing as a reporter. Another copy claims to see visions and commits suicide multiple times in an attempt to attain enlightenment. Both were portrayed by Lucy Lawless of Xenophane. We should probably just skip all three. <laughs> we don't know. Okay. Right. That would be number three. <laughs> and this Cylon first appeared in the miniseries posing as an arms dealer at the Ragnar Anchorage. He later develops an obsession with Kara Thrace, whom he keeps trapped in his house during the occupation of New Africa. Number five. That would be Leoman and Conoy. And this model was the first Cylon introduced in the series, seen as a blonde bombshell who seduced Gaius Baltar. She continues to appear to him in visions which may or may not be delusions. Sure, Aurora. That's correct. This is number six. Oh, dang. Oh, the numbers again. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so,
For many years, he worked as a literary agent, most famously representing Bruce Campbell. His time on the job would later inspire a column for McSweeney's internet tendency entitled, Ask a Former Professional Literary Agent. Things began to change for him after the publication of his first book, The Areas of My Expertise, a fake almanac. That's correct. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, man. Of course. The, it's the guy from The Daily Show. Yeah, <laughs> the guy from The Daily Show. Damn. Oh, okay. Your bonus. A recent poll of the greatest toys of all time placed a cardboard box in the number one slot. To verify this claim, we only need to look at Calvin and Hobbes. Ten points each. Name these various uses Calvin had for his box. Yeah. When the box is turned upside down, it becomes this device. Calvin wants to use it to transform into an elephant so he would be able to memorize his homework. That's correct. Calvin turned the box sideways to create this device, which he claimed would be able to get his chores done in record time. Instead, he ended up with an army of rebellious lookalikes. It clones things, so it's a, okay. I mean, like a cloning machine, a duplicator? Uh, duplicator is correct. Okay. Calvin claimed to have taken a journey in this machine, which he invented by turning the box from right side up. He claimed to have photographic evidence of the trip, but in reality, he had only taken pictures of toy dinosaurs. That's correct. 30 on the Good job. Oops, I my keys. I don't know if he run to Maryland and break into your room or something. Toss up four. If all had gone according to plan, his parents would have had a girl instead of a boy and married the child to Fayed Rotha, the Harkonnen heir. Instead, his mother Jessica gave her husband Lido a... Paul Atreides. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, why, why can't I think of his name? Like, that, sounds like, like, that sounds like Paul Trey. So I don't think. Uh, can you just toss me my keys right there? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks. I'm like, boy, it's a little early for that. The entire plot. What? I don't know what that is. Wait, wait. No, and it's like very presumptuous. Okay. It's Jesus of Yeah. Your bonus, on a 40, 30, 20, 10, oh, 5, 1 this. basis, identify the movie from quotes. Okay. For 40. Ugh. Uh, dude, where's my car? Deep throat. Nope. For 30. Do you like Ferraris? Oh, maybe... Risky business? No. Risky business? For 20. Revenge is never a straight line. It's a forest. Isn't this like 8 mile or something? Really? I don't know. 8 okay. mile. 8... Nope. Maybe I swear ten. that was from... Oh, so you'd be general, huh? If you were general, I'd be emperor, and you'd still get the sake. The sake. So shut up and go get the sake. Maybe. Okay. Scent of a woman? Nope. For five, what do you want with Hattori Hanzo? Yeah, that's a Kill Bill. Okay. Which one? Which one does it make a sword? Uh, the, 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 hmm. Kill Bill Volume 1. That's correct for five points. Oh, Oh, man, with my friend, too. No, that one, too. Usually, as Eminem, yeah, the screen name, have that So, they've answered two questions in a row. They are now heating up. So. <laughs> He's heating up. <laughs> All right, that'll be covered for us. Yep. Yeah. Toss-up five. His heritage has been revealed to be one-half Polish, one-quarter Swedish, and one-quarter Winnebago. He attended college with Pete White and Werner Underbite, as well as his future employer, but was kicked off the football team and expelled after he accidentally killed Tommy, the deaf quarterback. Brock Samson. That is correct. Oh, 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 oh. 
Instead of real people. World of Warcraft is a great hobby as long as you're willing to devote 90% of your waking hours to it. For 10 points each, identify these questions about the popular online role playing game. The recent expansion to Burning Crusade. Oh, um, you guys are now on fire. Yeah, yeah, we know. The recent expansion, The Burning Crusade, opened the fearsome dark portal, allowing players to venture into this shattered dimension, the homeworld of the savage orcs. I think we should. Punning gives us 30 minutes their points, right? Punning, punning gives us. Punning gives you whatever they don't get. Yeah, uh, we should punt those. Okay. Punt. <laughs> would you like to read that question again? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll matter. The recent expansion, The Burning yeah. Crusade, it opened the fearsome dark portal, every. allowing players to venture into this shattered dimension, the home world of the savage orcs. I think I sort of know this. Orcobania. <laughs> um, this would be the Coatlands. I would also accept the Draenor. Damn it! Ten. <laughs> um, this ferocious black dragon, sister to Nefarian, was the first major raid boss. In order to fight her, players first had to acquire the blood of General Drakissa, the commander of Blackrock Spires. So clearly one of us needs to be swapped out for Greg. Right. No, Greg would be up. No, okay. Oh, the magic dragon. Good girl. <laughs> this is uh, Anixia. And this night elf, the lord of the Outlands, betrayed both his brother Malfurion okay. and the demons of the Burning Legion. Oh. Okay, the final sort of encounter in the dreadful Black Temple. Because none of the answers really that will be Jenkins or Storm Rage. Oh, yeah, him. <laughs> okay, okay, we maybe got some sure words. Well, that's okay, guys. Wow. Yeah. That's really horrible. All right, we can go. Yeah. I don't know. And remember, we also get the points. I did? Yes. Really? Okay. Sweet. Are you sure? Sweet I guess up. we gotta play the game. Yeah. Well, go me. Yeah, it makes a difference. It makes yeah. a big old difference to me. It does make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down by 80 now. <laughs> so our topic is worth 12 now? Or 17. That's true. Topic is yeah. not worth 12 for you guys. So, alright. Make sure to remind me about that if I forget. Topic 6. This group, though not a nation, is currently the 12th largest economy in the world in climbing. Held by most as the greatest entertainment force in history, this half-American, half-Scandinavian metal band has written dozens of... Death clock. That's correct. Right, yeah. It's, yeah, I saw one. Of, that was so weird. Yeah, underwater. That was so crazy. Yeah, it's from adults. Oh, is that from Metal Yeah. Yeah. These are things that I'm vaguely aware yeah. of. Yeah, things that I know exist. I know what they are, yeah, I couldn't name them. If there's two adults women in every packet, we'll be set. <laughs> Just talk over. Yeah. Everybody knows that Clark Kent is Superman and Bruce Wayne is Batman. But did you know that Janet Van Dyne is the Wasp? For the state number of points, give them the secret identity named the superhero. For five, Scott Summers. Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops. Cyclops. For ten, Kara Zor-El. Kara Zor-El. Oh, that is... Girl. Supergirl. That's correct. Yeah. For 15, Walter Kovacs. Kovacs. Not like the Green Liner. No, no, no. Oh, it might be the Green Arrow. Okay. Green Arrow? That's Oliver something. That is Warshot. Oh, Warshot. Yeah. Okay, we weren't with that. I remember. So, that's a little obscure. 15 on the bonus? That's why it was a 15 part. Yeah. I remember him, though. That was... I, 
He's dead now. So he's uh, he, the yeah, but the guy. yeah, he's dead now though. He's no, gotta make score keeping. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Love the game. <laughs> Top of seven. This entertainment icon got his start on Japan's bullet train, where his creator saw a businessman using an LCD calculator. His first appearance was in Ball, with two buttons labeled left and right. Many of his incarnations came with two screens and a closing clamshell case. Today, he lives in flat. Mr. Game & Watch? That's correct. Good call. What is this? What? Mr. Game & Watch. He's a Smash Bros. character and was also the Nintendo like Game & Watch. Yeah. All right. I like trash. <laughs> Toss-up six. Bust out your vinyl, squeeze yourself into these tight jeans, and brush your bangs in front of your eyes. It's indie rock bonus time. Okay. And for 10 points each, name these albums from Pitchfork's top 10 albums yeah. of 2006. Fuck Pitchfork. They <laughs> suck. The follow-up to 2005's Separation Sunday, this album by The Whole Steady documents the ups and downs of the teenage party scene. Wow, we need another album. Lead singer Craig Finn went to BC. Uh, so, the ups and downs of the party sucks. scene. How about um, We Hate the Scene because we're emo? Boys and Girls in America. Oh, that one. Joanna Newsom achieved something resembling success with this two-letter title, which is pretty strange considering she plays the harp and sounds a lot like Lisa Simpson. Like oi or go or... Yeah, sure. Go. It's uh, Y-S. Oh, that one. That and came off. released by Scandinavian brother-sister duo The Knife, this electronica album was a lot a late entrant into the race, but was catapulted into first place by a groundswell of blog support. Seriously, who reached Pitchfork? Don't worry. No. Not over. Yeah, we don't know. That would be silent shouting. So, no voice on the bonus. Oh, man, That's okay. We made up for it with the extra two we got on the toss-up. <laughs> Meeting the album's rough. Meeting albums on indie bands are rough. Toss of eight. The mystery starts when high school student Brendan gets a terrified phone call from his ex-girlfriend Emily. She rants incoherently about someone named The Pin. From there, Brendan, along with fellow loner and informant The Brain, dive into the seedy underside of suburbia, dodging jocks, drug dealers, and assistant principals, all while searching for Emily and a missing cache of, cache of drugs. For 10 points, name this 2006 hard-boiled high school drama starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt of Third Rock from the Sun fame. Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> okay. And that would have been Rick. So. Okay. Wow. What is that even on? I don't know. Um, I don't know. It was yeah. a movie. It was oh, it's a movie? movie. Oh, okay. Our, uh, gotcha. It was on our BC cable movie channel. Uh, I saw part of it. But <laughs> I probably would have only gotten it from that last thing. But anyway, toss of nine. He was born in Norfolk, Virginia in 1982 and attended Hickory High School in Chesapeake, Virginia. He was a fan of his future team's AAA affiliate, the Norfolk Tides. He was the Virginia Player of the Year in his senior year, and his team included Major League players Ryan Zimmerman and P.J. Upton. He was selected 38th overall in the 2001 draft. Although he had signed a letter of intent to play at Georgia Tech, he decided that going to the minors was more conducive to success. In his three seasons in the minors, he progressed steadily, able to make his major league debut on July 21, 2004 against the Montreal Expos, and has been his team's starting third baseman ever since. In 2006, he was selected to his first all-star game and placed second in the home run derby. 
Name for 10 points this MLB 07 cover athlete who was the third baseman for the New York Mets. Right. That's correct. And now to continue on that theme, if you've opened a newspaper or turned on the TV in Boston any time in the last month, then you know all about Daisuke Matsuzuka. Suzuka, okay, right? Answer these questions about Dice for 10 points each. What team did Matsuzaka play for in Japan? Yeah, that sounds right. That's correct. Matsuzaka is reportedly one of the few pitchers able to throw this miracle pitch, though he has said if he ever threw it, he threw it by accident. And Matsuzaka made his much hyped first appearance this season in an away game against the Kansas City Royals. How many strikeouts did he record? Ten. Okay. Okay. Ten. That is correct. Wow. All right. So, thirty, sixty, seven. <laughs> I guess so. But no. Oh, I see what you're Yes. Okay. Uh, don't add those no, and then to that. I add yeah, I that. Sometimes. It depends. Toss up 10. Though serious debate over this proposal will not occur until after the incident in Stanford, a similar idea had been presented to the Illuminati by Tony Starks much earlier. After this act was passed and resistance died down, the 50 states initiative assigned a team of heroes to protect the Superhero Registration Act? Um, I can't accept that. No, what the that called? Sorry. After this act... You need to clear. Uh -huh. Yeah, after this act was passed and just inside down, the 50 states I know exactly Unlike previous attempts to monitor people with exceptional abilities, this act did not specifically target mutants. Rather, anybody of superhuman ability, whether oh, it was okay. the magic of Doctor Strange or the technology of Iron Man, would be liable. Under this law, superheroes must discard their secret identities and undergo government training. For 10 points, they this fictional act which recently divided the Marvel superhero community in the Civil War crossover event. Yeah. And that would be the Superhero super Identification Act? It's a superhuman oh. registration act. Oh, damn. So. Close one. No, Captain America died. Wait, really? Even though they. Yeah, I think I think so long as you guys don't. Yeah, we got to work. Yeah. Okay. He missed the half part. Okay. 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 15 to 171. That's exactly what I said. Well, yeah, you know why it would be going better if each of us was like 10 years younger? Yeah, that would help. Okay, Mark, more like 15. All right, class of 11. In the 1960s, he was promoted to the rank of Admiral. After a few months working at a desk at headquarters, though, he decided to resign and return to the Milk Sea. According to an episode of Futurama, however, he will have been promoted again by the 31st century. He spends most of his time helping Kevin Crunch. That's correct. Oh, uh, Admiral Crunch. Oh. Right. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So you guys are doused. Okay. Yeah. We almost doubled our score. <laughs> as long as he's not All right. <laughs> and your bonus, Super Mario RPG damn. Legend of the Seven Stars. Damn it, damn In addition damn. to being totally rad, introduced several characters of the Marioverse who have yet to reappear. No, Ten oh, points no. each oh, name them. Okay. 
This puffy lad, adopted by the amphibious sage Frog Fucius, has the power to control the weather. He later learned that Fucius says he was the prince of the cloud kingdom of Nimbus Land. That's kind of close, but it's Mallow. This non-corporeal being's name is unpronounceable, so we instead took the name of the doll he possessed. His world attack was the most powerful in the game, capable of dealing 9,999 I guess I could ask about the Boshi or whatever. Would he appear to appear in Mario? Boshi. So, unfortunately, no. I like it. Frogs do better. Okay. Oh, well. Alright, because it's all that penny arcade post. Yeah. 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 He made his NHL debut with the Detroit Red Wings in the 1988-89 season, playing in 56 games, but scoring only 7 goals. The next year he was traded to the Edmonton Oilers, where he compiled over 120 penalty minutes each of the two seasons he played there and won his first Stanley Cup. Through free agency, he was able to join former teammate Mark Messier, Messier and capture another Stanley Cup in 1994. His goal and point production began to steadily increase, and he even set a then-franchise record 52 goals in the 1993-94 season. In June 2001, he was traded to San Jose Sharks, where he finished his career. Named for 10 points, this loved and revered New York Ranger, who is currently the team's special assistant with player development and other matters. Uh, who's this guy? Who's no. Um, nope. Anything? Anybody want it? Uh, no. No, okay. That would be Adam Graves. Wow. Can you guess if can <laughs> All right. Out of 13, Misha, the mascot for the 1980 Moscow Olympics. Ayurak of an ally of Lyra from the Golden Compass. Bobo, a Muppet. Bears? Uh, that's correct. Nice. Thanks for power. Was it Yeah. Good job. I was thinking bear. Something like iPad. Yeah. Living good the Yeah, <laughs> Whether you like the show or not, France is going to come up in trash tournaments. So suck it up and answer these questions about some of the recurring characters who acted as romantic interests for the main cast. Before marrying Monica, Chandler had a recurring relationship oh, with this infuriating woman yes. played by Maggie Wheeler, who was so afraid of breaking up with her, he faked moving to Yemen in order to avoid her. Janice. That's correct. Monica had a relationship with this older man played by Tom Selleck. Oh, man. In the second season, the two broke up when he told her he didn't want to have children, but he reappeared in season six, interfering with Chandler's plans to propose to her. Uh, what's his name, He's a doctor. Magnum? Dr. Magnum. Ross fell in love with this English woman pursuing a whirlwind of romance with her that left Rachel jealous. At the wedding, though, Ross actually said, I take thee, Rachel, instead of using her name. Emily? That's correct. I used to watch movies not yet. Back in the day. Back in, the I remember 
Yeah. Toss of 14. Sure. His hobbies include paintball, karate, working on his Trans Am, laser tag with the recorder, and bobblehead dolls. Whenever he's about to go in. Dwight Schrute. Oh, yeah. That is correct. Dwight from the office. From the office. Oh. Sure. Um, I'll give you power on that. Oh! It was just right at the break. Sweet! Yay! I'm having an awesome game. Unfortunately, the rest of us. I'm doing quite a bit. How vulnerable are you to corporate advertising? Let's find out. For 10 points each, I'll give you the tagline of an upcoming movie, and you give me the title. Okay. Two worlds, one war. The ultimate battle begins. <laughs> I don't know. It's Pathfinder. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, that looks so bad. Oh, no. I don't want to see it. And every killer lives next door to someone. Right? Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Disturbia. That's correct. Yay! Bonus points. From the first assistant director of the second unit of Hellraiser 3: Hell on Earth and the production assistant of the video Know Your Friar. Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie for theaters. Is that what it's called? Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie for theaters. Um, It's movie film for theaters, but I'll give it to you. Okay. I'll take it. (laughs) You guys have no problem with that. Sure, that's fine. So, 20 on the bonus. Apparently, I've been watching it off the feature on my Fifteen. He played on the collegiate level at Eastern New Mexico University from nineteen seventy eight to nineteen eighty. He began his coaching career with Marshall in nineteen eighty nine and arrived at his current job after a stop at Kansas State. Since arriving at his current school in nineteen ninety four, he has been named Missouri Valley Conference Coach of the Year twice, two thousand one and two thousand two. Also was a finalist for the Naismith National Coach of the Year in 2002 and 2003. Two of his former players currently play in the NBA: Kyle Korver and Rodney Buford. Most people, however, know him now as the guy who took a coaching job. But the next day, he changed his mind and returned to his current school. For Ten points, named as Creighton Blue Jays men's basketball coach, who changed his mind about coaching the Arkansas Razorbacks. Gillespie. Nope. I'm name Brown. Nope, it's Dana Alton. Oh, all right. Okay. We were thinking there, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what it's talking about. Yeah, there's a basketball coach at Craig. Nor should you be able to. Well, I think that's a guy at Craig. Oh, sixteen. The band was originally called The Rain after a Beatles B side. But the name was changed after the lead singer's brother joined the band as songwriter. According to legend, the band got his first gig by threatening to burn down the club if they were not added to the bill. The original drummer, Tony McCarroll, was replaced after their first album, Definitely Made. Oh, That's correct. Really? Um, yeah. I was totally thinking about it. It's a little early to mention brothers. Yeah, it is kind of early to mention brothers. I didn't watch it. I'm on fire. It would be a tragedy if a new camera angle was the XFL's only contribution to football. To prove that the league is gone but not forgotten, for 10 points each, given a team name its city. Wow. Okay. The Hitman. Uh, New York. Or is it New York? New York, New Jersey. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, New York, New Jersey. That's correct. Sweet. And the Enforcers? Chicago. Okay. Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Extreme. 
Yeah, I didn't know the second one, but the third one was for you. Alright. Cross up seven. When this toy was reissued in the 1990s, three new characters were added. One, Backman, was filled with a grainy solid substance. By attaching a pump to a socket on Backman, kids could suck the air out of the doll, causing him to become rigid, a feature lacking in the original. The two other new additions, including a dog fetch and a green reptilian. Stretch Armstrong. That's correct. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> if you ever need to fake being into jazz, Miles Davis is your go-to guy. Let's see if you're a true believer, if you just bought Kind of Blue, so you could say you bought Kind of Blue. For 15 points each, name these Davis albums. This album, released in 1957, is generally credited with inventing cool jazz, a reaction of bebop to the popular style of the time. It features the track Jeru, Venus de Milo, and Boplicity. Is that the birth of the cool Sure. Birth of the cool? That's correct. Notable for its use of the electric guitar and the organ, this album is one of the landmarks of jazz fusion. It listed only two tracks, the first being Shh, Peaceful. I don't know, like that means Sketches of Spain. What else did he do? I. No. Sketches of Spain. It's in a silent way. 15 of them. That would be something else he did. Is it 15? 15 masks? Ouch. Oh, that would have been better structured, that was it. Yeah. I don't know. We got more points than 10, 10, 10, 10. I don't know. True. We probably could have got the second part, and the first one would have been the one Good I mentioned. Luck. You never know. Top of 18. Selected number 7 overall by the New York Nets in the 1977 NBA draft. He led the league in scoring in 1985 with an impressive 32.9 points per game. In 1984, he made history by becoming the first person since 1964 to post 50 points in consecutive games. The next season, on Christmas Day, he became only the 10th player in NBA history to record at least 60 points in a game. His career was cut short by a devastating knee injury. Bernard Kane. That's correct. Bernard Kane. Though the directors probably don't want you to know it, a lot of art films are actually financed by major studios. For 10 points each, give the major studio and name the art house the reason that they use the in smaller films. Universal? Because no one knows what they do now. I still remember the thing from the Carzilla landscape. Every now and then, focus all the time, yell it out, and my brother was so many pictures entertaining. Yeah, is it Sony Pictures Classic? Okay. Sony Pictures Classic. That's what it was. And the Walt Disney Company. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty on the box. Sony Pictures Classic is less. It was sneaky. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if it was Sony Pictures Classic or just. No, I'm saying it's not exactly a sneaky. Yeah. Also, nineteen. In the record-throwing scene from Shaun of the Dead, Ed throws this song's 12-inch single at one of the zombies, drawing cries from Shaun, who claims that it was original pressing. The single's album sleeve is designed to resemble a floppy disk. At 7 minutes and 29 seconds, it is one of the longest songs ever to chart in the UK. 
Two separate remixes have been released, one in 1988 and one in 1995. 1988 remix appearing on the band's greatest hits album. It is the largest selling 12-inch single in history, though, because Factory Records did not belong to the British Phonographic Industry Association. It is not eligible for gold record status. Lead singer Bernard Summers has never revealed the meaning of the lyrics, although many have theorized that it is about Ian Hurts, the lead singer of Joy Division, the man Summers replaced when the band reformed under a new name. For 10 points, name this 1983 synth-pop single New Order's biggest hit. Oh. Is our love triangle? Nope. What's the, what's the answer? Probably. That would be Blue Monday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a little positive I came out yesterday. Sean did the last night. Toss up 20. Some of this man's old flames include Maureen Dowd, Condoleezza Rice, Katie Couric, Jack Donaghy. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Jack, Jack Donaghy from uh, 30, 30 Rock. Rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, what the hell is this? When most people play Guitar Hero, they immediately go for the big name tracks like Ace of Spades or Sweet Child of Mine. Most people gloss over the bonus tracks, most of which are originals by local Boston bands. For 10 points each, identify the bonus track artists. This synth-pop group contributed Get Ready to Rock to Guitar Hero and Let's Talk More Rock to the sequel. They also appeared in Karaoke Revolution, which was also made by Harmonix, the studio that produced Guitar Hero. Let's talk about that. That's a great one. It's a Prop Gandhi album. Austin? No. No, sorry. No. No. They're not really synth-pop now. I don't think so. Um, Garmin 5000. That would be Freeze Pop. Yeah. And like the Ramones, the members of this Alston punk band all go by the same last name. Okay. They contributed Call Out and Laugh Track to the franchise. The loading screen for Call Out claimed they were the brattiest band in the world. That's really sick. Maybe. Or Traffic That would be the Acro Brats. And unlike most of the other bonus track groups, this performer of GH2's Jordan was already famous. He is regarded as one of the finest shred guitarists in the world, but most people remember him either for his brief stint in Guns N' Roses or for the strange hat he wears. Oh, Slash? Is he around? I don't know. Let's find out. Slash. Just bucket. Um, that's correct. I was going to say, they said briefs didn't end up there. Final score, the ICT Trash Contingent 231, Teenage Mutant Ninja Gerbils 165.